so good to have you along. John Scholes here, your host, my co-host, co-pilot. Sam Firu Tamarkin is uh, where he hangs out. Lior Samfiru, co-founding partner of that particular law firm, the uh, most positively reviewed one in the land. How about that? Reaching out anytime, you can do so. If you have uh, questions about your employment law rights, even beyond this half hour of radio, four times a week, you can do so. one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website to be used by you anytime was crafted just to be oh so useful and an amazing resource, uh, resource for employment law and the severance calculator as well, which I'm sure we'll probably refer to sometime over the uh, course of the evening. That is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We're going to get into a ton of emails. They've been backing up and we promised to... Uh, get through a bunch of them tonight but we always start off with the case of the day pal what do you got going on johnny 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 mm-hmm. as always lots of lots of things happening in my world uh you know i uh did today a session on uh, facebook and youtube where i was live answering questions a lot of questions came out that way and a lot of emails today and you know i i'm starting to get a bit of a bad feeling in terms of the Unemployment numbers, you know, unemployment has been very low for the past, well, for most of 2022, mm-hmm. but just based on the numbers of people calling me, I'm starting to think that that may change. Uh, I've been talking to a lot of people that have lost their jobs, some of which have only been working there for this year. And uh, it's important because I'm seeing these awful severance packages where it's not even close to what the person is owed. So definitely, if you're losing your job, worried about it, if you think something's coming down the pike, you got to call me uh, because likely you are owed a lot more than what you realize what your employer is offering you. Or if there's any other workplace problem that you're dealing with, your job being changed, your hours being changed, or given more responsibilities, whatever that issue is, this is the time on the show to call, to ask the questions, to get answers. And of course, you can also call an email off air to meet privately and my team will give you that contact information throughout the show. There's options, there's ways to connect. So there's really no excuse not to make that call and get some, uh, some relief with respect to your employment law issues. But now that we know that, let me tell you about a situation that came across my desk today. And this is something, by the way, John, that I'm seeing often, especially over the past couple of years with so many people working remotely. So I uh, spoke with the gentleman today who has been working for the past number of years from home for an American-based company. Uh, In fact, he's their only employee in Canada working remotely uh, from his home, you know, getting paid well, everything's fine. Well, they've restructured, they decided they don't need him, they let him go. And the company is based out of Michigan and they said to him, well, you know, as per the laws of Michigan, we don't have to pay you anything. Uh, We're an American company, so that's the way it is. Uh, So he called me and he simply wanted to know, is that right? You know, I'm I'm, uh, sitting in my home in Ontario. The company is based out of Michigan. What what gives here is the laws of Ontario or the laws of Michigan? So this is an important question because I know that there's a lot of people out there working for companies out of the country, whether it's in the U.S. or other places. So here's the answer. The answer is that the laws that govern are the laws of where you're physically located. In this case, the laws of Ontario. It doesn't matter where the company is headquartered, where their base operations are, where their head office is. does not matter. What matters is where you're physically located. And that is great news. Why? Because in Ontario, well, really across Canada, we have some really good employment laws, especially as it relates to severance. So this guy is owed easily six months severance, 
Whereas if the laws of Michigan had applied to him, he would have got nothing, zero. So it's important there for a reminder for all of uh, us out there that may be working for a company that's not a Canadian company and doesn't, uh, it doesn't, uh, it's not based in Canada. Still, the laws of where you live, where you work, are those that apply to you. That is very good news. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Again, that's true with respect to overtime. It's true with respect to vacation pay. And it's definitely, definitely true with respect to your severance. It can mean the difference of getting two-year severance and getting no severance. So keep that in mind. Any questions or issues, you know what to do. You call me. You bet. And that number, one 821 5900 And I just wanted to mention, since Lior, uh, you did mention off the top that you're doing the Facebook and YouTube chats, the webinars, all that stuff. You can join in on those stlawyers.ca, by the way, stlawyers.ca. I want to get to a first email before we take a quick break. That is Travis says, Lior, can I be fired from my job because of COVID when other employees with less seniority, they're still working? Yeah, so it's an employer may say, you know, because of COVID, it's, it's caused us all kinds of problems, so we're going to let you go. They, remember what I always say, an employer can generally let you go as long as severance is paid. And for non-union employees, yeah, an employer does not have to account for seniority. So an employer doesn't have to let go of the most junior person here. You know, there's that that old saying, yeah, for, uh, first person in, last out, etc. That doesn't apply in employment law certainly in a non-union setting. So can your employer let you go and keep others that have worked less? Yeah. That may not be a nice thing to do or, or you know, a, a kind thing to do, but legally your employer can do that, again, as long as severance is paid. That is always the key. Generally speaking, when someone asks me, can my employer let me go? Oftentimes the answer is yes, they can, but they have to pay severance. So for, mm-hmm. for Travis, the focus has to be, did you get enough severance? Your employer, for example, cannot say, well, because of COVID, COVID has uh, hurt us, so we're going to pay you less yeah. severance. Whether or not they're struggling because of COVID or for any other reasons does not mean that you get less severance. If anything, uh, if because of COVID it's more difficult to find the job for you, then that means more severance, not less severance. So, yeah, keep that in mind. Help at employmentlawyer.ca and we'll continue Wednesday night edition of the Employment Law Show. Stand by to the show. You can always reach out to Lior and his team. And uh, there's a phone number, of course, involved 1 855 821 5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Okay, Randy, up next says, uh, Guys, my boss told me that I would be fired at the end of the month. I was uh, very upset and told him that I will just be leaving right away. Thank you very much. Can I get severance? Not a good strategy. Not a good strategy at all. Nope. And I see this often, you know, your employer says, we're letting you go, but your last day is going to be a week, two weeks, a month from now, whatever it is. And it's obviously not going to be very comfortable staying. So you say, you know what, I'm just going to leave now, pay me my severance. Not so fast, unfortunately, because if you decide voluntarily to leave before your last day, then you've actually quit. And I know you say, that's strange. Well, wait a second. The company said they're letting me go. You're right. They said they're letting you go as of this date. But you left before then, so you've resigned. In that case, you're not going to get severance. And so that's a, a not a good situation to be in. Uh, you know, if if he just uh, did that recently, he may want to tell his employer, listen, heat of the moment, my bad, I'm back to work. Uh, and the reason why that's important is chances are that if he stays till the end, the amount of notice that he's got is not enough, and he's going to be owed potentially much more severance on right. that back end. So that's why it's so, so important. No, do not leave uh, before that last day. 
Do not uh, walk away from your severance entitlements. Best thing to do, call me. Let's talk about how much you're owed. In some situations, if you feel that the work environment has become very difficult to work and poison and is stressing you out, you can talk to your doctor perhaps. If your doctor agrees and gives you a doctor note to take you off work, that's fine at that point. That's not a resignation. But what I don't want you to do is to leave before your last day voluntarily and, and forego that severance in the process. Try to get another email in here before we move down to some calls. Uh, Greg, because of COVID, Lior, my company has been regularly late in paying me and other employees. Sometimes it could be as much as one week after we're supposed to be paid. This makes life very difficult. Is there something that I can do about it? Well, absolutely. I, I bet it makes life difficult. You know, it's, it's a very basic arrangement that we have when it comes to employment law. I go to work, do my job, and you pay me the amount that we've agreed on, on the date we've agreed on. It's, it's as simple as that. And an employer can't change that. An employer can't do something that uh, makes the employee's life difficult by not paying them when they're supposed to. So what can he do? Not, number one, it can easily be a constructive dismissal. Uh, if your, your employer is not paying you when they should and it's some, happened more than once, so it's not just a, a one-time crazy situation, you can treat that as a termination of your employment even though your employer hasn't let you go and cons- and, and uh, get your severance and move on to a job where hopefully that's not an issue. Uh, so that, that's certainly an option. Another option may be to uh, file a complaint with respect to the, with the Ministry of Labor that your employer is not paying you wages properly. That may not be as effective because, uh, you know, the Ministry of Labor is going to take a long, long time to do anything. And in the meantime, you're not getting paid. So I think the best option here is to say enough is enough. I give you a chance. You're not paying when you're supposed to. That's a constructive dismissal. Uh, if that's what you want to do, call me and I'll help you do it. Greg, as you may know, one 821 5900 Robin, thanks for hanging in and joining us. How are you? Thank you very much for taking my sure. call. I'm fine. Sure. What's up? Um, we are... Uh, the store is having uh, uh, problems with this major uh, manager who's very controlling, and we talk amongst ourselves, you know, about how people are treated, etc. And she doesn't want any of this, um, and she's feeling threatened about things getting around. So she's made this um, <clears throat> this rule that nobody is allowed to talk to anybody. Uh, just to work, no talking at all. And if she catches anybody talking amongst themselves, each other, like uh, she'll call them into the office and write them up. And I, I would like to know, is there a law against that or is that legal for her to do? Or So, Robin, is there anyone in your workplace above this uh, manager, uh, more senior to her or uh, you know above her? Yes, there is. Yes, there and is. is there, uh... Is there HR as well? There is, but the HR, unfortunately, is pretty useless. And whenever somebody contacts them, uh, they really don't bother. They sweep a lot of things under the carpet and they don't really do anything. Okay. So what you need to to do is to go to either the HR person or that other manager that you said that's above the, the, uh, the person that you had indicated And uh, in writing, and again, ideally it would be a few of you doing this together, but, you know, 
whether it's you or a few of you, I'll leave that to you. In writing, say, here's what's happening. Exactly what you've been telling me. You know, we're being treated inappropriately and, 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 and bullied. and har- It's a form of harassment, what you're going through. Because once you do that, once you put that in writing and send that to your employer, they have the legal obligation, not just the moral obligation, but the legal obligation to take it seriously, to investigate, and to rectify that issue. To, to, to fix the problem, whether that means firing this manager or disciplining her or providing her additional training to, to, to rectify. And if your employer does not do that, if they sweep it under the, a rug or they just don't care, there's going to be significant legal consequences. That could be a constructive dismissal. In some situations, it could also be a human rights violation. So it would be illegal. So that's how you have to deal with it. But I can tell you this, if you choose not to do that, if you choose to simply kind of ignore that and continue working, things are not going to get better. They're going to get worse. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's no way to work, right? It's, it's going to start impact you and your colleagues more. So I think you absolutely have to do that. You cannot be punished in any way for complaining about that harassment. And if anything happens when you, you do that, you call me and I'll deal with it. But that's what you have to do, Robin. Okay, so she can't she can't tell people they can't talk to each other. Is that what you're saying? Like that's that is a form of harassment. I mean, it people is, have absolutely. a right to to speak to each other in the workplace, correct? And she they can't do. do that. Okay. They All do. right. I just wanted to know if that's something that an employer can do. Like it's uh, or if I did, the I'm question surprised. is not really is it legal? The question is, what do you do about it? And if it's not going to fix itself, right? So you have to take that step and either go to HR or the more senior manager and trigger that obligation that they have to deal with it. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you for uh, for your time as well, Robin. You want to uh, to reach out to Lior uh, and get some more information? You can anytime, uh, depending on how things go. Right, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is how you do that. Back to our email, the address anytime, not just now. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Nancy up next says I've had to miss work on uh, several occasions because of a medical issue that I'm dealing with. My boss told me that if I miss more work, I shouldn't bother coming back. Can he do that? Well, Robin thought her boss was bad. No well, kidding. I think Nancy's boss is worse. Uh, that's that's ridiculous. Like, let, you know, I mean, I don't even know where to start with this. And uh, <laughs> clearly, that's not legal. You don't have to be a legal expert to understand that that's not legal. Uh, she can be off as long as she needs to be, as long as she has a doctor's note. It's as simple as that. There's no time limits. There are no limitations. If her doctor says she needs to be off for the week, then that's what it is. If it's for the month, that's what it is. If it's longer, then it's longer. And her boss does not or her employer has no say in this. And to to threaten someone that they're going to lose their job if they're unable to work because of a medical condition is illegal. It's ridiculous. It could be a human rights violation, wrongful dismissal. You name it. It's illegal. So I would simply proceed as is and uh, make sure that you you give doctor's note if you need uh, to be off work. Again, it's not good enough to say to your employer, just so you know, I'm not coming in. You have to have that doctor's note. Uh, and if her employer does anything to her, anything, other than let her take that time off, she needs to call me. I'll deal with it. See how fast they back off and back <laughs> down once I contact them uh, because it's completely illegal. And, you know, I, I kind of get angry just from the suggestion that someone is going to get fired because they're sick. That's ridiculous. 
Yeah. Elaine is up next. Says, hey, Leroy, I quit my job because my employer owed me $4,000 in overtime vacation pay. Refused to pay it. I asked for payment many times, and he always, oh, yeah, promised that he would pay, but never did. Is there something that I could do to get the money owing? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, to get the money owing, there's there's two options. Number one is you can file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor, a complaint for uh, unpaid wages and unpaid uh, you know, vacation pay, etc., They'll deal with it and, and they'll order the employer to pay. Or the, the other option is you get me to send them a letter to get you that payment. But there's another interesting issue here, okay, which I'm not sure she's realizing. And that is if her, her boss is not paying her the money that she's owed and that's why she quit, that's actually not a resignation. That's a constructive dismissal. Mm-hmm. She quit because she wasn't getting paid. So the law says that's not a resignation. You're not doing this because you don't feel like working there. You're doing this because your employer breached the terms of employment. So not only can she get the $4,000 in unpaid wages, she can get severance as well. For that, you cannot go to the Ministry of Labor to, to pursue severance. And our regular listeners know that and know why. When it comes to severance, when it comes to losing your job and getting the compensation that you're owed, you cannot under any circumstances, go to the government. Government can only enforce your minimum entitlements uh, and you can walk away and, and give up your full entitlements. For that, you have to come to me. But I, I wanted to remind everyone there, that's an important email. If your employer doesn't pay you what they owe you, whether it's overtime or vacation pay, holiday pay, that's such a big deal not to get that paid that that could easily be a constructive dismissal. That's how big a deal it is. So if that's you, if you're not getting paid, you really want to connect with me right away so we can discuss how to deal with it. And the same thing goes for outstanding commissions. I mean, if they're uh, if they're kind of going like, oh yeah, you'll get it eventually. I mean, you can you can you can raise hell the same way, right? Because you've already done the work. Yeah, it, it, there's no eventually. Your employer has to pay you as agreed. Now, in some cases, they may say we'll pay you the commissions. I don't know, sixty days after the money comes in or whatever, and that's okay if that's the arrangement. But if the arrangement is I get paid on this date and they don't pay on that date, I say we'll get to you eventually, that's not acceptable. They can't decide to change when they pay you money that you've earned. That's a big deal, and the law does not accept that. Before we get back into another call here, I want to get to uh, Fred quickly. He says, I got into an argument with my boss and uh, was fired on the spot with no compensation. I've always been a good employee and have worked for the company for five years. Can I get my job back? Well, it's not something that you can usually do. You can't really get your job back, but you can uh, you can get severance. So remember, the, the, the law can't really make an employer take you back, uh, except in some situations when there's a human rights violation. Uh, but uh, beyond that, yeah, you can get severance, and that's how usually the law comes in and, and, uh, and provides a remedy. I want to get to uh, to Mike here who's been standing by. Hi, Mike. Thanks for uh, joining us tonight. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Okay. What's your question? Um, the question, I'm calling, uh, asking the question on behalf of my sister, who is on currently on long-term disability. Mm-hmm. Now, she, w- she was working for uh, the employer who was, uh, the insurance company's paying her her, her payment, her um, long-term disability payment, but now she's also collecting, uh, I believe it's CPP, the one that you collect at age 60? Yes. A pension, and they're deducting that amount from her benefit. Is that something that is correct? And apparently they're saying it's the employer that has that on the con- in their contract. 
So uh, unfortunately, it's it's not that the employer has in the contract; it's in the insurance policy. So yes, uh, an insurance company is able to deduct the CPP payments that someone receives uh, from the insurance payments. So uh, I know it sounds unfair, and I agree that it is, but it is pretty much the, the case in every situation, and it's right in the insurance policy. So uh, unfortunately, uh, Mike, there's not much that can be done about it. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Mike. You. Appreciate that. So we're going to relay that information uh, back into uh, some more emails here with our remaining time, pal. Bill's up next is Lior. I would like to take some time off this summer to travel. Uh, about two months. How should I approach my employer about taking unpaid time off? And what do I do if they end up saying no? So that's a good question. And, and what you have to understand is that an employer has the right to schedule your time off and schedule vacation. And there's no way to make them do that. So if an employer ultimately says, no, you can't take this time off, there's not much that you can do about it, that you can't force them. So uh, if he really wants to go away and his employer says no, well, then uh, he either backs off and, and doesn't go or he resigns. There's not much that you can do. Now, what you can do is to have a discussion with your employer and then, you know, try to convey to them why that makes sense. In a worst case scenario, you can try to say to them, okay, I'll, I will resign, but can you tell me that you consider me to, to apply back if uh, when I'm back from this trip? In some cases, yeah. the company says, yeah, we like you, so reapply and we'll try really hard to hire you back if possible. But ultimately, you can't make the company uh, for or force the company to give you that time off. And by the way, the same is true for vacation. Oftentimes, employers say, you tell us when you want to go on vacation uh, and, and we'll approve it. But an employer actually can has the right to decide. They can say to you, employee, we've decided you're taking vacation November 15th this year. Uh, employers usually don't do that because it's going to create un, unhappy employees. But they can do that. Uh, and and uh, so something you want to keep in mind. How about if you've uh, got scheduled a vacation approved by the employer, you've bought plane tickets, hotel reservations, and they go, oh, by the way, we can't give it to you. That That is offside. They can't go that yeah. far. If you've relied on the approval, if you've uh, went, you know, went ahead and made plans and reservations at that point, either they let you take the time off or they'll have to compensate you for the expenses that you've incurred. So once the approval is given and you rely on it, yeah, it's not appropriate for an employer to say, well, we've changed our mind. We're too busy. You can't go off. Uh, that, at that point, it's too late. Guys, appreciate the phone calls and all the emails. We'll keep them coming and, for, and save some for uh, tomorrow night's show as well. You want to reach out in the meantime to Lior and his team, always do it. one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website built to uh, make you smarter about your employment rights and give you access to the severance calculator as well, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, Employment Law Show.